You are now tuned in to the sounds of Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. Crossway, driving down Cross Bay, our town Barclays, really on big tanks, came up a small way, championship rings, baby, that's a ball game, oh, she want a little bag, baby, that's small change, yeah, that money talk, if we ain't cold, then cut me off. You are now tuned in to Big Nate Sports Talk, the show that's on all the time, anytime. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe for all content. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your host, Nathan Snell. Bring your sports game with Big Nate Sports Talk. Thank you, Mr. Anthony Handy, for that lovely introduction. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is your host, Nathan Snell of Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. This is episode 14, episode 16. In this episode, we are previewing the men's final four. <clears throat> um, but before we get into that, there's a few things I'd like to say up front. Over the next few weeks, um, you'll see some cosmetic changes to Big Neat Sports Talk podcast. Um, so nothing to frame, uh, worry about. We're still going to continue with the recording. But uh, behind the scenes, uh, we are working on just working on some cosmetic things. Um, I would like to take this opportunity to thank Will Kramer for coming on earlier today and uh, taking some time uh, recording, talking about men's basketball. That episode along with this will go up. Um, also, to this game tonight, uh, these games tonight, Virginia Tech, LSU, and South Carolina, and Iowa. I'm getting ready for that just a little bit. But um, the Maryland women's basketball, that's – as soon as this video is finished recording, I'm also going to record that too. Um, whatever happens in both those games, Virginia Tech, LSU, we'll recap those as well. So be tuned in for that. Um, let's get into it. Uh, we down to the final four and the title. Um, there are no number one seeds um, in the final four for the men's. Um, my bracket was completely destroyed about two weeks ago. Um, if you did ask me, I, I was I was surprised. Uh, UConn, I actually had them going into the final four in one bracket. Um, Miami had them sticking to about the Sweet 16. Florida, Florida Atlantic, and San Diego State. I didn't have them go past in round 32. But here we are. Um, 
and we're going to start with San Diego State or Florida Athletic. Atlanta, excuse me. I apologize. I cannot speak the long day. Um, you know, <clears throat> to me, coming into this game, well, one thing you kind of look at is, is this, for me, this was just like, I didn't need a, neither of these two teams to get to this this far. Um, what I like about San Diego State is is that the for me they missed out on making the tournament back in 2020 because of this pandemic. And uh, I think they I think I think this close in the season was can this is their first final four appearance. Uh, they haven't won a national title. They defeated, they defeated Alabama in the Sweet 16, and then Creighton, and then they get here. Um, coach uh, Dutch, this is his first final appearance as a head coach. Uh, I think they go back. He goes back to Michigan, uh, made a couple uh, with, he's with, with the Fad Five, but they made final four appearances. You know, Dame Tramiel is the argument. Um, I mean, had 21 points to take down number one, the number one ranked Alabama in that game, and had the game-winning free throw against Crittenden. Um, just I didn't just for the record that 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 call I did not like it at all. Um, I, I definitely think defensively they can. I think they are a strong defensive team. Um, and not at all. I think on rebounds being excuse me, being effective on the glass. And they like to really switch up the depth. They like to keep a lot of fresh legs out there. Um and then to me is uh, their three point defense. They hold three teams to three point shoot, nothing below twenty percent if I saw that stat correctly. That is something that to me has been effective, especially against a team like Florida, Florida Athletic, uh, where they've uh, this is their first round of four points as well. They beat Kansas State to get here, and when you look at them, you got a guy like Jodell Davis to me, who has I think that offense is balanced. He's their leading scorer with about fourteen going into going into the tournament about fourteen points a game. They're athletic. They're deep, and on the offensive side of the ball, they can make a lot of things shake. Um, they keep their defenses off balance. They have, to me, guys that can handle the ball and initiate the offense. When you look at FAU, they're not the strongest three-pointing team. I think this is that's going to be the key for me. Is okay. You have a team like San Diego State who holds you just under twenty percent the threes. How do you make that adjustment if you're FAU? And for me, it's all about it's dictating the pace. You come out aggressive and you punch him in the mouth. Now, <clears throat> if you pay attention, this whole tournament, all they have nine players who are playing about at least, I think it's 15 minutes per game. And I think that's been key. I think they have the depth and the ability to put fresh legs out there and particularly as well as if a guy goes out of foul trouble 
or there's injuries or everything. They got guys that can do that. And for me, when I look at this game, it was going to be key for me is, is the depth is can you for 40 minutes on both sides of your San Diego state, keep a team that's long athletic and can dictate both can dictate on offense. I think it's going to come out to what San Diego, they, it's going to come down to San Diego making the right thing, making the right decisions. It's going to come down to good shooting and rebounding the ball. Like you can't, if you're Florida, if you're FAU, you can't beat them if you can't bang on the glass and out-rebound them. So it's going to be key for me to watch the battle. I just think FAU doesn't have – I mean, they're athletic. They have some guys that are about – they have some some size, but they're not as strong. They're not as, as – they're not like uh, the, the guy they have on um, – for San Diego State, they, the, who's 7-1, if I remember correctly. Um, and I, I'm curious to see how – with the size that's going to bother San Diego State. And, and for me, I, I just think San Diego State's a better experienced team and they've, they've got upperclassmen, some seniors. FAU has got a lot of freshmen, a couple freshmen, sophomores, and a couple juniors and seniors, if I'm not mistaken, correctly, got their roster. So for me, like, I, I think San Diego State's going to win this game just based on experience. I think they've got the tools to beat FAU. I just think that it's going to come down to rebounding, shooting the ball, and dictating pace on offense and defense. And it's going to come down to seeing how in the first half, the adjustments. What if if you can find a way, if you're San Diego State, to take advantage of the glass, same with FAU. Like, also as well, you have depth. So I'm going to be watching to see how guys are switching and fresh legs going to be used out there. I think they've got the energy and they've got the they're very athletic to keep the Aztecs very, very busy. So I'm gonna say FA, I'm gonna say San Diego State, excuse me, will advance to the national championship 74. I'm gonna give it 69. When you look at the Next thing, number five, Miami versus number four. This is, I think, um, a good matchup. Uh, I think this will be the, actually the first national Miami. This will be the first national championship appearance, of course. Um, I still think that to get through Drake, Indiana, you beat Houston, and then took the number one, number two seed, Texas, beat them by seven. Um, that's really, really good. Uh, Miami is a very versatile basketball team. And to me, they can just score. They can just flat out score the ball. Um, I believe that number five, <clears throat> let me say that, saying that correctly, on offense. They scored 80 points practically since all four pounds, except against, against the first matchup against Drake, where they scored 63. But Indiana, Houston, Texas, they had 80 or more points. Now, I definitely think, for me, uh, even though it, it, they've shown that they can outscore opponents, 
especially in the second half, it shows. I, I really think it's the 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 adjustment that they made, but it can be also a defensive liability at times. To me, I think what makes up for kind of their their flaws is I think toughness and effort. That's something that I think has, has gotten them to this point. When I look at where they were in the top one, like uh, like 109, 110 on defense. And to me, <clears throat> you look at the other three, they were like in the top 30. Uh, for me, with UConn is they can move the teams that move the ball well are going to beat teams like like Miami, and you look at UConn, then they didn't have uh, as well. I, I think the first half to me always determines the outcome. You looked at the first game against Drake, they outscored them by 12, if I remember. Indiana was by 11. Uh, Texas, it was by 15. Houston was by eight because it was in the second half. They overcome these. I don't want to say over, they, they make the adjustments in the second half by doing what? Getting key stops and also making big shots. And we look at you on, again, Dan Hurley. This is his first appearance since. No, this is actually his first one. Uh, I believe he's gotten, let's see, he got the Rhode Island to the big dance twice. Uh I think it's with you calling 2021 and 2021. Yes. Um, Y'all know that's a good program out out there. They beat Iona in the first round. That was a good game. St. Mary's, Arkansas, and to beat number three, Gonzaga, to get here. Um, Adama Sinogo is arguably their best player. you could say Jordan Hawkins, uh, but you could really say both of them are the number one, number two scores in this team. I think that UConn I think is just a well-balanced team. I think they have elite playmaking on the perimeter. I think when you're one of the best, this is one of the rebounding teams I've this season, to me, in my personal opinion. And their ball movement, especially in the half court, they said they make the easy, they make the easy plays. They have size and they have length. I really think that physicality is going to bother Miami at times, and especially on the perimeter and getting inside the paint. And Miami is a team that can shoot threes, so I'm looking to see how Miami is going to adjust to that, especially where you have uh, Snuggle, who is kind of like your rim protector. Like the only the only way you can really I don't I don't really see any issue with UConn. You know, they I I just think that for me is I think at times they're they're too aggressive and there's not a traditional point guard. But I, I really think Coach Hurley, he's made the adjustments where I don't really think I don't really think that's a weakness. I don't really if you think about it, I, I think the true traditional point guard, I don't think I don't think it's truly there 
I mean, I think as long as they, they all have the playmaking abilities. Um, yes, they were kind of limited in transition opportunities, but he, like I said, he makes up for it. Um, and, I, and I definitely, definitely think the offense will go through to me, in my personal opinion, their number three option is Andre Jackson, um, who's, what, had enough 31 assists so far in this four tournament, in these first four games of the tournament. So I, I just think, for me, the keys for Miami are, are simple. This is it's going to beat you with the Cali and then going off the three line. The, they have to find a play with confidence. It's got to be efficient. And they're also going to make the adjustments. I think it's going to come down to, I just don't think you can beat UConn shooting threes. I think it's going to be kind of a little everything. Like, may I think in the Gonzaga game, there were some things that I liked. But I, I really think is Coach Hurley's going to come out, come out aggressive, and Miami has to make the adjustments. Now, and my concern is, is the depth that Miami has. Um, now, for UConn, they don't have um, – the first four opponents, look, I, I can't defend that. I think they've beaten them, I think it's almost about like 25 points. That's going to that, – that, that, that's just impressive. The biggest thing for me, the X Factor, is the size. This is a, a guard – they just have size. I think Miami can't beat. And – I think if you take advantage of a prayer, particularly in the paint and re in the rebounds, I think that's going to be the, the the way to beat a team like Miami. I think it's going to come down also to fouls uh, and, and get to the free throw line. Now, I, I really think that both teams can hit free throws, but it's going to come down to defense. It's going to come down to adjustments. I'm just seeing the second half how things will look. So um, I'm going to say number four, UConn advances to the national championship. I'm going to give it a score of 85-79. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's go into the last uh, part of Big Nate Sports Talk. Incoming message. message. Thoughts are running through my mind Someone took some time to find A minute or two to organize Final message. Um, this has arguably been probably one of the best March Madnesses I've ever seen. I'm a little disappointed that no four number one seeds got there, but um, I think it is all to just to show that, number one, um, last, I think it was a couple years ago, uh, Virginia... I don't didn't have DeAndre Hunter one year, if I remember correctly. And the next year they win the national championship. So it would not surprise me next year if a number one seed um wins the national championship. Um this has been fun. Uh, I've really been enjoying this for the men and women's. Um I'm really stoked to see kind of how uh for both uh, especially for tonight's game, which is gonna start in about an hour or so. Um I'm curious to see where that looks like. Um, but this has been fun. Um, March Madness to me is always the the year, the month, a, a month of surprises. And for the men's side, we've got a lot of surprises, and for the women, we've gotten some surprises. So this is March Madness, and um, 
that's going to conclude the episode. Uh, thank you for thank you for tuning in. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, please be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Let me know your thoughts on the game against uh, FAU um, and my uh, FAU and Miami, UConn, and San Diego State. Who thinks going to win? Who you see going to the national championship? Um, but for now, I'm going to sign off. I'm going to get ready for these games. Uh, the LSU Virginia Tech game is going to be on in just a little bit. So I'm going to get ready for that game. Um, this episode will go up um, tomorrow, uh, but please like, comment, and subscribe. I will catch you guys on the flips. Y'all have a good night. Peace now. for tuning in to Big Nate Sports Talk. If you enjoyed that episode and you want to see more content, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Bring your sports game on Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. I want to thank you. I want to thank you, yeah. I want to thank you. For all the times you've put up with me. Thank you. And you help me retain my sanity. Thank you. I want to thank you. And I want to thank you. All I want to do is say thank you for everything.